When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lola pops off about dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see, today's episode is a super special one. It's one that I've been dreaming of doing for a while now. It started as a dream, and now here it is. This episode is titled, I Pop Off About K-Dramas, How About You? And in this episode, I will be featuring you, my lovely listeners and K-Drama friends. I wanted this to be a way that I could learn more about you and what your journey into K-Drama land has been and what you hold near and dear to your heart from K-Dramas. And I believe now that I've started this, I want to continue this as an almost monthly or bi-monthly segment of the podcast. I will try my best to continue to request that you send answers to my little questionnaire and hopefully I can feature you if you aren't already featured in this episode um, in one of the future episodes. Now let's get into how this episode will go because it's a little it's a little different a little new for me um but what i will be doing is featuring four lovely listeners today um for and these four is the perfect number i realized because um i didn't want the episode to be too long so like i said if you would like to be featured in the future you can you know just continue to send in your answers or send your answers into the questionnaire and i'll leave that link to the questionnaire in the description of the episode where wherever you're listening. Um, So hopefully if I didn't get to you in this episode, I can get you in the next one. But how this will go is that I will be reviewing the responses of my four lovely listeners. Um, And for the first time as I'm recording this, so I haven't really looked at their answers myself. I kind of just been collecting information and, and data and responses, but I haven't read through any of them thoroughly to know exactly, you know, so I'm gonna be a little surprised. And so I hope that while I'm, Um, recording this and reacting and talking about their responses with you all, you will feel like we're kind of having a conversation about it. Um, And I think that was kind of fun. (laughs) And I think it's kind of like a live, you know, me, my immediate response to whatever they're, you know, they're mentioning in their answers. And I thought it would be fun to do it this way, instead of reviewing ahead of time and then kind of just like reading out their answers. It kind of would be live, just on the fly. This is what they said, and this is how I'm reacting to what they said. Because <laughs> I mean, it could get a little messy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, but for clarity's sake, 
I will be basically reading all of the questions in order, I, in the order that I asked them in the questionnaire. And then I will be also reading the responses of each of my four lovely listeners to go along with each question. And that way we can discuss discuss the question and their answers um, or their responses in some detail. Um, so yeah, I think that's how it's going to go. This is my first time doing something like this and I'm hoping it makes sense as I'm doing it to you. <laughs> I hope you guys are like, oh, I get what you're doing. So I'm hoping it makes sense for both of us, but I think it's going to be fun. I really do. I really do. So let's get started with the first question. And I'm going to introduce who I am going to be giving responses from by just kind of the names that they left with, left me with, because I did put in the questionnaire, let me know the name that you would like to be, you know, called by, because, you know, part of this would be that you be featured. And I want to say their names. If I'm mispronouncing any names, now that is on me and I am apologizing, apologizing ahead of time. Um, but I'm going to be giving you their names so we can get to know them a little bit, know who's answering what, and um, go from there. So I have my four lovely listeners and we have with us today in response format, Tiffany Naz. And you guys probably know Naz. If you listen to my podcast, I'm pretty sure you listen to Naz over there with Ori and um, Soul Sisters Pod. So I'm pretty sure you know Naz. You might also know Sarai from the K-Drama Cafe podcast. So she's also one of our listeners. And rounding out our four, we have the wonderful, lovely Squash. So those were our four lovely listeners, Tiffany, Naz, Sarai, and Squash. Okay, so now let's start with the first question. Number one, <laughs> I think this was a, I thought this was a great question. What K drama was your gateway K drama? What was the K drama that started it all for you? Um, we'll start with Tiffany. Tiffany responded, "One Spring Night." Naz responded, "Romance is a bonus book." So Rai responded, will it snow for Christmas? And Squash responded, something in the rain. So let me just briefly go over some of these answers because I, I'm a little in shock by some of them. <laughs> I'm not really. Um, one spring night and something in the rain. We have two Jung Hae-in dramas in kind of gateway to K-drama. And I find that absolutely wonderful for Hayen. He must be a gateway actor. Like once you, you, you see him, you're like, okay, I want to see more of him. So that's pretty, pretty darn cool. Um, that we have two right up front from Hayen. And then romance is a bonus book. I am surprised by that being a gateway, not because it's a bad drama or anything like that, but I feel like it's, it's not, um, kind of your typical K-drama. So I think that is cool that romance is a bonus book. Um, grab somebody and kind of convince somebody to, to run along. But I'm pretty sure it was probably um, Lee Jong-suk or Suki that did it <laughs> because he always is a gateway. I mean, uh, if he is your your intro into K-drama land, I can't imagine you, you know, leaving K-drama land. But definitely was surprised by romance as a bonus book. And then Will It Snow for Christmas? Okay, now that is a throwback. That is, I believe, from, if my memory serves me right, I believe that's from 2009, 2010-ish. And I, and I believe it's with 
Gosu and Yisul. Oh, I haven't seen Yisul in a long time. Um, and it also had baby Kim So Hyung in it and uh, baby Nam Ji Hyung. So if you are a fan of them, um, that's kind of early days of them. Oh, and I think Junki is in it. I think our, our little, our, our Junki, a young Junki is in there. So yeah, such a throwback, such a throwback. Okay, so that was question number one. Let's move on to question number two. I I sent this question out. What K-drama actor slash actress did you first obsess over? So I think this ties very well with the gateway drama. Um, Tiffany said Jung Hae-in, which makes complete sense with One Spring Night. Um, and then Naz said Lee Jong-suk, which makes exact sense from Romance is a Bonus Book. And exactly what I said, he is definitely one to get you to just kind of convert into K-drama-ness. It is easy. It's easy for him to do that. Um, and then for Sarai, Sarai actually said Moon Kyung Young. And that is a name I have not seen in a long time. I miss her so, 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 so much. When I tell you she was everywhere at one point in K-drama land, and even in films, like she... To me, I feel like I knew her first from film before K-drama, but she's been acting since she was a little, little one, I think. And so it's so cool to like think of her right now because I'm like, I have not seen her in such a long time. And she was in some of my faves back in like 2000, 2008-ish, 2010. She was, she was in a lot of things and I enjoyed a lot of them. So I miss her and I can completely understand her being a, a gateway actor because again like I said she was in so many good things so it was like it was easy to, to kind of follow her so that is a cool one throwback again thank you Sarai throwback um, and then Squash said so in gook oh my goodness that's a little okay so in gook is he has my heart <laughs> when I first saw him um, was it Reply 1997? I think it was Reply 1997 as far as dramas go. And then I think I might have saw him somewhere else before that. But, um, oh no, he was in, he was in something else before that. I'm sure that I had seen him in, but I don't think I liked that drama. I don't think I liked that drama. Yeah, I think it was a drama he was in right before that and I didn't like it. And then I saw him in Reply 1997 and fell in love. And then he, ever since, I mean, like all in the early 2010s, he had me like in a chokehold for sure. He was in so many good things. And then all of a sudden for me, he kind of just like, I'm gonna say it fell off. I don't know why, I don't know why. I'm like, where did he go? You know, like where did he go? Um, not saying like he went anywhere, but as far as like me falling in love with the dramas that he was in, I, it, it hasn't been that way in a while. So I miss So in Gook. I miss him, I miss him, I miss him. All right, so number three, sorry, number three, or the next question was, what K-drama broke your heart the most? So I got right into it with these questions, okay. So Tiffany said, crash landing on you. And in addition to that, she said, they could only see each other once a year. So sad. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, so sad, so adorable. It was so, I mean, I, I laughed so much at that drama, so it was hard for me to actually find the moments that were sad, sad. <laughs> but yes, I completely agree. That is such a sad setup. Um, Naz says 
goblin if you wish upon me and the red sleeve made me weep like never before and i'm not a huge crier lol <laughs> i am a huge crier so i typically avoid dramas that are set up are bound to break my heart so i try my best not to do this uh, but i completely completely understand completely understand i completely agree with the god with goblin and the red sleeve i did not watch if you upon me as you all know and you know my reasons why because i knew it was set up to break my heart so that's why i did not watch it this year um but goblin and the red sleeve completely agree completely agree so rye says snowdrop okay so i you know wasn't watching snowdrop as it was airing and i was like oh, okay i might go back to it then i heard what happened and then i was like okay maybe not so much am i gonna go back to it <laughs> so this is a, I, I did not end up watching snowdrop because i heard how you know how it ended and so that's the problem with spoilers guys that's the problem with spoilers and then squash says the smile has left your eyes up oh, that explains so in gook right there and i completely agree very 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 sad ending uh the smile has left your eyes and just to note squash also left <laughs> a little crying emoji in her response so i completely agree with that um and then the next question i have is what k-drama is your security blanket so this is the drama that you curl up with when you need to feel safe and secure and i i made sure to put this question in here because i have so many comfort security blanket k-dramas and so i'm always interested to hear other people's so let's see what our lovely listeners said tiffany said one spring night and something in the rain i think i'm seeing a theme here so hayan is very comforting and, and he makes you feel safe and secure i'm thinking but they are very beautiful dramas as far as the way that they visually look um and they're quiet and there's this like this kind of darkness to them that you know it does kind of wrap you up a little bit so i can completely see that with one spring night and something in the rain and then naz says also one spring night <laughs> i'm assuming okay hanging again i mean he is he is taking you guys he is taking over you guys. Um, my secret romance, she says, guilty pleasure. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. No, no one, no one heard that. I promise no one heard that. And she also put hometown cha-cha-cha. Completely, completely understand hometown cha-cha-cha. That drama. Wow, that definitely wrapped me up last year and just cuddled me after it, you know, broke my heart a little bit, but also cuddled me and it made me feel so safe and secure as well. So definitely a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful drama. Um, so Rai says, extraordinary you and because it's my first life. So I'm going to be 100% honest with you. If I were to be answering these questions, and again, this episode is not about me, so I'm not actually answering the questions here, but because this is my first life is the reason why I put this question in here. Like in one of my previous episodes, I talked about recommendations that I, you know, K-drama recommendations. And I had, because this is my first life on there, and I specifically, I think, called it a security blanket um, K-drama for me. And so I completely, completely relate to that because this is my first life 
I can watch that on repeat and it just makes me feel good again about life. <laughs> it really, really does. It really, really does. I don't know why, but it does. And then Extraordinary You saved me in K-drama when it came out. It saved me. Me and K-drama were fighting a little bit that year. And when Extraordinary You came out, it was the, the drama for me that brought me back to it all. So Sarai, I mean, these are dramas at my own heart. I'm going to be honest with you. They really, really are. And Squash says, I hear your voice. Okay. Squash is is one of my K-drama besties, and I know for a fact that I Hear Your Voice is definitely Squash's um, security blanket K-drama, but it also is one that I just, the uh, I adore. It is one that I have watched multiple times, and it's, a, it's an oldie but a goodie, so I always recommend if you haven't seen it, you should totally check it out, and it has Jung Suk in it, so you're gonna love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. What K-drama makes you laugh uncontrollably no matter how many times you've watched it? Love this question because again, I have in my head all these dramas I can think of, but I feel like there's always like this one that's like, oh my goodness, I need to laugh. And you can put that on and you're gonna have a good time laughing. And so Tiffany said, Goblin. Goblin, okay, so. The funny thing about Goblin for me is that I can only think of Goblin and it breaking my heart when I think of Goblin. But now that it's in response to a drama that makes you laugh uncontrollably, now I'm remembering how hilarious that drama is and how comedic Gang Yu was in it and just how adorable he always was in it. Oh my gosh, I'm getting uh, Goblin. I wish I could rewatch Goblin on repeat like so many other dramas I, I do because it's such a beautiful drama to watch but it broke my heart too much for me to, to do that but it was so funny it really was I want to rewatch it to laugh but I'm not gonna just laugh I'm gonna end up also crying and so but Goblin is funny it really is Naz responded with she was pretty and Vincenzo Vincenzo Okay, yeah, no, Vincenzo was funny. I think that was one of the beginning, early saving graces for me and Vincenzo. I was so taken aback by how silly it was in the beginning that I was like, wait a second, what is Vincenzo? I thought this was gonna be really like hardcore and like violent and mafia-esque, but it was like just comedy. <laughs> and then at some point it was that comedy that allowed me to really start to enjoy it and keep me along for the ride. And then all the other stuff happened and I was like, okay, I like that stuff too. So I definitely know Vincenzo was a good one. It was funny. And she was pretty. I feel like people don't talk about she was pretty enough. I adored, adored. She was, she was pretty. She was, she was pretty. Was a drama that I watched a couple times after I first watched it. It was definitely one of my faves, um, and it was freaking hilarious. That's so, so, so true. So definitely agree with those two there. Um, and then Sarai says, "Boys over flowers." Is it funny or is it just cheesy? LOL. She says, and I. I think you're laughing um, at it and not with it. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that 
still think you're laughing with it. I think you're laughing at it for sure. But that doesn't matter. I think that still counts. You know, as long as it's something that makes you laugh, whether you're laughing at it or with it, I think that counts for this category for sure. Uh, Squash says, OMG, I really can't think of one, probably because I'm always watching the sad stuff. <laughs> so no answer there for Squash, but this is very true. Um, Squash definitely does not doesn't well not even does not watch the comedies but she definitely loves the sad stuff so she doesn't have room for comedy she doesn't have room to be laughing at things <laughs> so next question what k-drama makes you seethe with anger because it disappointed you so much Ooh, I know we have, we all have a list of these. I, I know I do, but I want the one that kind of just really grates you. And Tiffany started with, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing the response and I'm like, oh, this is a good one. Love Alarm. She says, great concept, horrible execution. Completely agree with you there. I couldn't even get through, I didn't even get through the second season of Love Alarm. I barely got through the first season. I don't know how I did. Completely agree. Completely agree. Nas responded with cheese in the trap. It had so much going for it. I need to do a whole episode on cheese on the trap because cheese in the trap was, it was, it, the setup was so good. Oh, the setup was so good. And I love their act. I love the chemistry between our three leads. I was just feeling the chemistry. I was like, we got so much to work with. And then the story just took us for a ride that was like, let me off of this ride immediately. That is how I felt watching that drama. I was like, I want to get off this ride now. Did I finish it? Yes, I did. But did I want to get off the ride the entire time? Yes. So completely agree. Disappointment. Disappointment. So Rye <laughs> also responded with love alarm. See, we all agree on certain things and love, al love alarm is just not the one. It's just not the one, it's not. Sorry, sorry, love alarm. Um, and Squash says, <laughs> I'm laughing because this is harsh. So now this is harsh, but hey. Squash says, and again, this question is, what K-drama makes you seethe with anger because it disappointed you so much? And Squash responded with, Anything so Nguk has done in the last two years. <laughs> and that is so, oh my goodness, that is below the belt, below the belt, below the belt. But I said something about this earlier when I said I used to, I used to run and watch whatever he was in and kind of in the early 2010s. And then after around 2015, I, I started, he started losing me. He started losing me a little bit. So I completely, unfortunately, kind of agree. I mean, ooh, that's not nice, but it's kind of true. It's kind of true. Still love him though. Still will check out or give him a chance in anything because he's amazing. But yeah, it hasn't been the best for me and for him in the last couple years. That's a good point. All right, next question. This is a nice one. I like this one. What in the <laughs> K-drama kiss scene lives rent-free in your head? Mm, I know we all have those. And Tiffany started us off with, my roommate is a Gumio. Okay, 
my roommate is a gumiyon. If you know from last year's season, you know, one of my podcasts, I did not um, finish <laughs> my roommate is a gumiyon for, for reasons that I explained in my midpoint impressions of my roommate is a gumiyon. But I think by the time I dropped it, I did not have the kiss scene to keep me around, I think. So now I'm feeling bad because I didn't get fur- further in the drama to see a kiss scene that would live rent free in my head. Oh my goodness, I missed out. I mean, Ki Young and Hayri are amazing and they were cute together. They really were. But yeah, I think I'm. Do I need to go back to my roommate, Izugumio? Guys, do I need to go back? Tiffany, do I need to go back? Let me know. Seriously, let me know. Because you know me. I'm always good for going back. I always am good. You recommend me something, I'll I'll give it a try. So should I go back? I missed out on a kissy that can live rent-free in my head? Okay, I might have to think about that one. Naz says, it's okay not to be okay. Oh my gosh. I can't... When I think about that drama, I have a hard time remembering it. And I think that was just a rough year for me personally. <laughs> and so me and gay dramas were like, I think, was that the same year? With Extraordinary You, guys? It's, am I making that up? I might be making that up. But was that the same? 2020, yes! So I think that was a rough year for me. Wait, no, I think Extraordinary You was the end of 2019 right before going into 2020 i don't know guys you correct me there but either way it was a little rough time a little rough time okay so i think i didn't give it's okay to not be okay a good enough like it i don't know i feel like it just kind of came and went for me and i almost want to go back and watch it now but i do think i do remember their chemistry being really good so yeah i can see that kissing being but now i'm I'm like i want to go back and watch it now I want to go back and watch it, but I do. I think there was a part in this in the drama that lost me, and that's the part that I remember most, as opposed to their amazing chemistry in that. But yeah, definitely need to go back and check them, check them out. So Rai says the king's affection, all kiss scenes, especially ending scene. <sighs> I have another confession to make. Similar to my roommate is a Gumio, I too, I also did, I, I didn't call it me dropping the drama. I said I put it on hold for this year. I said I, I was going to rewatch it. I was going to finish watching it this year. And I did not do that. <laughs> so I had not gotten to the kiss scenes. And I regret that. I regret that. So I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna go back, especially now since I have motivation to see some kids scenes. Okay, so we'll do, we'll do. Thanks, Arai, I gotcha. All right, Squash says, any kissing scene from What's Wrong With Secretary Kim? Okay, yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna be honest, that drama wasn't my favorite. Uh, just for whatever, it just wasn't like a standout to me, but, their chemistry, them as a couple, 
was just I ate it up at the same time. So I completely, completely agree with those kissing scenes in there. Mm, good stuff, good stuff. All right, next question. Let me move along because I don't want to be, you know, recording this for forever, but it's fun. Don't you feel like we're just chatting? I'm loving this. Okay, so next I have what K-drama would you recommend to a friend who's never watched K-drama? And Tiffany started us off with Crash Landing on You. Completely agree. Completely agree. Naz says, I always recommend it to one class, Crash Landing on You, or Start Up First. Okay, okay. And then Sarai says, Our Beloved Summer. Our Beloved Summer. I don't know why I said beloved. Our Beloved Summer. And then Squash says, Move to heaven. You get a variety of different storylines. Plus, there aren't a ton of episodes. I would suggest this drama for someone with a short attention span. Okay, so let's talk about this. So we have two of our lovely listeners who recommended Crash Landing on You. And I have to say, I completely agree with that recommendation. Um, Specifically because I think it is a very... um, I think it's representative of K-drama. I think it really shows you what K-drama is known for. It has a lot of the similar, like a lot of the tropes that we're used to and that, you know, that we connect with when we think of K-drama. So if you want someone to actually see what K-drama's foundation really looks like and kind of the 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 tropes and the things that we appreciate from K-drama or some people don't appreciate but I appreciate that makes K-drama K-drama I think Crash Landing on You is a beautiful example of that and plus you have your amazing beautiful leads amazing beautiful chemistry hence um, married with baby you know all of that um, so it definitely makes sense that this is a good representative drama for K-drama, completely agree. Same thing with Itaewon class, I completely agree with that. Um, Startup, I struggled through Startup and I don't know why. I don't know why, don't ask me why, but I did. (laughs) But I will say I can also see why with Startup. And Our Beloved Summer is a wonderful example of not to me very representative of K-drama. I think it has a very Western feel to it. I think it would, people who don't watch any K-dramas and don't know anything about the tropes and what makes K-drama K-drama, this would be just a good show for them. I don't think they would be, you know, connecting it to, oh, this is what K-dramas are like. So I think this is a great one to show off of like the range of K-drama. And same thing with Move to Heaven. Uh, any kind of omnibus experience is usually a good recommendation if you um, you know, want people to see a sampling of stories. And I think that's true. That does help move you through it. And it was just, I, I didn't watch Move to Heaven because specifically of reasons that you may already know, but I do know that it was kind of like the omnibus kind of experience. Um, to some degree. I don't know why I'm using the word omnibus, but you know what I mean. So I completely agree that there's different re- ways and reasons to recommend dramas to non-K-drama watchers. And it just, you know, depends on what you know about them as well, too. So definitely agree with these recommendations for sure. Okay, next question. Is there a K-drama quote that still resonates with you? If so, what is it? Um, Tiffany has us with... Sometimes the wrong train takes you to the right 
station. And I believe this is from Crash Landing on You, the kind of this, the moment, the beautiful scene where they're outside on, you know, the train, you know, at the fire and all that. So definitely, I think that's the scene, if I'm mistaken correct me but I definitely think that's a beautiful quote and the other thing I will say about that quote is I'm a sucker for any train quotes <laughs> any train quotes anything that's referencing trains and how train is like life and I love them as you know I went on a rampage in my my liberation notes <laughs> final impressions talking about a train motif and trains and you know my mister my odyssey and trains in that one you know I love a good train quote I love a good train quote so completely agree with that and then Naz has this is the quote that's what life is you can overcome anything as long as you're alive it's a one class Itaewon class, into, I always say Itaewon wrong. Itaewon class has so many, um, I think, motivational quotes. Like the entire drama is just like made up of motivational quotes, honestly. I definitely, there's a quote that I love from Itaewon class, um, and it's, I think it's the, like the second to last episode of it, and it's just the moment when he kind of has that kind of moment with his you know father who's passed and that whole thing oh my gosh so beautiful so definitely that drama is made up of some inspiring quotes so if you ever want to just watch a drama for inspiration it to one class is definitely it and next we have Sarai and Sarai says so don't forget any of it remember it all and overcome it if you don't overcome it, you'll always be a kid whose soul never grows. It's okay to not be okay. So this is the second time we've had it's okay not to be okay mentioned. And again, this is the one I'm like, I need to go back and rewatch. <laughs> but that is a beautiful quote, beautiful quote. And the thing I did appreciate from that drama was definitely um, that it was trying to tell a story about mental health um, in a way that I think was unique was unique I think it was doing it in a different way that I don't think many other people have addressed in when they're talking about mental health and k-dramas so I did always give them credit for that in that drama so that is a very beautiful quote and that it was basically you know that is what people were dealing with of overcoming some of these things but also not forgetting that you know sometimes you need help you do need help so very good very good all right, next we have Squash, and Squash actually says, let me see here. Okay, I think Squash has a little bit more detail in this one, so let's see. It looks like Squash has a whole scene that she wants us to kind of picture or imagine, which I think is cool, so let's look at that. So Squash says, again, this is, is there a K-drama quote that still resonates with you? If so, what is it? And Squash says, yes, it's from Just Between Lovers. It's the scene when Moonsu and Kangdu uh, were in Moonsu's bedroom. She had a really bad cold, so Kangdu went over to her house and he kissed her. And she was like, you're gonna catch my cold. And then he said, that's good, then I'll take it all away. Oh my goodness, that is such a cute moment. I think I've seen that before in dramas and 
maybe not that often, actually maybe one other drama. And I always think that is so cute, but then for me, like that is K-drama for real. Like that's such a K-drama thing because in real life, no, I'm not taking anyone's cult away. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I think that is such a sweet scene and sweet moment. Have I ever watched Just Between Lovers? Squash knows this. No, I have not. She's working on me, getting getting through it, and I will. But it's a it's a sad one. It's a rough one. Like, oh. But okay. Next question. What K drama character do you relate to most? I love this question. Okay. Tiffany says Yoon Haejin from Hometown Cha Cha Cha. Oh, I love Haejin. I love 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 Haejin. And I just we can let's not go on by hometown cha 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 but yes love hey jen um naz says i really related to me jung from my liberation notes as far as her personality being an introvert and being on a journey of freedom and acceptance of herself oh beautifully well well spoken naz beautifully spoken i I can go on and on about Mi Jung and my liberation notes. So I'm going to refrain. But yes. Yes. <laughs> Sarai says, Moon Gang Tae from It's Okay Not To Be Okay. His relationship with his brother and then how kind of accepting he was of her despite all that she was dealing with and, you know, how he was with his patients. Like there was just something to his character that was just so relaxing and 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 in a in a way that was like you just knew you would feel better around him and so I think if you relate to a character like that that is that's very telling so very very telling um and again squash ends us off with this question with Bon Hanini from Hello Me and she said so relatable mm. Honey, if you have not watched Hello Me, please do. It is on Netflix. It was one of my top underrated K-dramas of 2022. I'm sorry, 2021 for sure. Loved that drama, but also loved Bon Honey. Oh, loved her. Okay, now let's go to the next question. Another character question. What K-drama character do you think is your ideal type? So this one's a fun one. I, again, I'm so nosy. That's why I'm asking all these questions. I, I want to get to know. Like, you know, I'm, kinda, I'm getting a little deep here, okay? So Tiffany started us off with Jung Hae-in in Something in the Rain. I mean, Hayden got you guys in a chokehold. I got it. Okay, I need to go back. And I didn't even finish something in the ring. I just realized that. Sorry, guys. I didn't even finish something in the ring. Oh, my gosh. I feel so bad. Okay, I might need to go back. I need to go back. Okay, you guys are making me feel. Um, not even feel. You guys are making my watch list fill up. And I don't have any room. I don't have any room. But I think I need to go back. I need to go back. Daz says, Jiho, Jung Hae is character from One Spring Night. She said he was kind, hardworking, a great father, and he went after what he wanted. I, yeah, I have to say, Jiho is a beautiful character in One Spring Night. But man, Hae has you guys, he is definitely a gateway actor, right? Like, I guess if you like Slice of Life, you got to start with the hay in something in the rain or one spring night drama. That's what this is saying to us. Um, so Rai says, Chae Hyun Sung. 
she would never know. I believe that's Rowan, correct? I never got a chance to watch it because I remember when it came out, it was not airing anywhere except for, I think, ITE, and I didn't have ITE at the time. I mean, now I have it, so I could technically go back and watch it. Or isn't it now on Vicky? I don't know. But I never, I never watched that drama, and so I wonder what his character's like in there. Okay, now I'm interested. Ah, now I'm interested. And then Squash says, Mr. Pak Su Ha from I Hear Your Voice. She said he's just so dope. He's just so protective and very caring. Yes. Yes, he is. Suha was adorable. Everything about Suha was adorable. Like I said, you gotta watch I Hear Your Voice if you are a, 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 a Jung Suk fan. You gotta watch I Hear Your Voice. One of his his best and he's just so freaking adorable in it. So it's like, ugh. Mm, I agree. All right. What K-drama character inspires you? Here's another one. Nice and deep. Tiffany says, Nahido from 2521. Oh my gosh. Do we have to talk about, do, do we have to talk about 2521? I'm not ready to talk about 2521 yet. I'm really not, but I love Hito. I love, love Hito. You guys know I loved her. I love her. Naz said, Pak Se Roi. I can never say his name. Pak Se Roi from Itaewon Class and Dal Mi from Startup. And I definitely agree. Itaewon Class, like I said previously, is just such an inspiring, inspiring drama. Like if you don't feel like you're ready to pull yourself up by your bootstraps after finishing that, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you just don't want to do it. <laughs> but I definitely say if you want to be inspired, I completely agree with Itaewon Class. Um, so Rai says, Manwold from a Hotel de Luna. Oh my goodness. I haven't thought about Hotel de Luna in so long. And I just had a flash of how that drama, you know, broke my heart in the end there. Oh my goodness. Manwold. Oh my gosh. I, didn't, I have not thought about her. She was a wonderful character. Wonderful character. Wonderful character. Squash says... E Bo Young's portrayal of Kang Soo Jin and mother was really inspiring. She saw a problematic situation and she went above and beyond to fix it. Ah, beautifully spoken. Yes, mother is such a, oh, those are the type of dramas where it's like, it takes me, it takes me a minute to kind of really get through it, but I did and I'm glad I did. Bo Young's amazing in it, as she always is, always is, never fails, never lets it down never lets us down all right next question what k-drama character made you want to pull your hair out in frustration oh i can think of some immediately off the top of my head um but tiffany started us off with something i completely agree with all the characters in little women <laughs> all the characters not just you know the you know the little women all the characters and little women completely agree oh my gosh oh my gosh they were frustrating to say the least oh to say the least Naz said Sua from into one class drove me crazy that is so funny because Sua I think she was kind of forgettable for me 
And that was annoying. I remember that being, and I was like, what is her purpose? What is her role? So that's probably why she drove you crazy too. <laughs> I think that drove me crazy. But you know who else kind of irked me the wrong way for a lot of the drama, surprisingly, was Yiso. I don't know, it was about her character for half the drama, but I felt like we were fighting the entire, like half the drama, me and her. We were just like going back and forth. I don't know what it was about her character, but yeah. Definitely can see Sua for sure. Um, Sarai says, Chun Sung Yi from Love from the Star or Love from Another Star. Oh my goodness, not with a throwback. Okay. And I also am kind of sad. Sung Yi from Love from Another Star. I loved her. I thought she was so funny. <laughs> I loved her. What do you mean? Oh my gosh. We're going to have to talk about this, Sarai, because. I am a little hurt that you came for Sungi like that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. <laughs> but we're going to have to talk about this. Um, and Squash says, <laughs> this is what Squash said, you guys. Homegirl from Nevertheless. And she put a crying emoji, crying laughing emoji. Completely agree. Oh my gosh. I completely agree. Nevertheless, the as a drama made me want to pull my hair out in frustration oh my goodness that ending mm, let's not talk about it let's not talk about it but i completely agree completely agree okay next question we're moving along guys we're almost we're getting through them i think i'm getting through them. i forgot to tell you how many questions it was but technically it was like 31 questions so we're doing pretty good considering um but what k-drama um genre and trope or trope do you refuse to watch Tiffany says sports related can be tough to stay interested in. Okay, completely understand that one. Even though I'm a sucker for sports K-dramas. I don't know what it is, but I can get down a sports K-drama. And that's surprising to me because I don't have any, I don't watch sports of any kind outside of K-drama. So for me to like it inside of a drama makes no sense to me. But I can definitely see how difficult it could be to kind of get through them at times for sure. Naz says, female lead disguised as a man. Oh my goodness. You just stabbed my heart with a knife. You, you just stabbed my heart with a knife. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Oh my gosh, man. Man, you hurt me there. We're gonna talk about this one. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go talk to you about this one. <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk about this. I'm gonna have to talk to you about this. Really? You refuse to watch female lead disguised as a man? Oh, man. Okay. All right. Okay. But I want to talk more about it. Um, we're gonna talk more about it. Okay. So Rai said, "Love Triangle," but I still watch. I have my opinions about love triangles, as we have heard me talk about on multiple occasions. Sometimes you love. Sometimes they they can they can work, and sometimes they absolutely cannot. So throw it the whole drama away. So I completely agree. Completely understand. Um, and Squash said, "Ugh, love triangles." So very similar thoughts about love triangles. Completely agree. Completely understand. But it's so funny because love tri- love triangle is su- love triangles are such a common trope. But for sure, I believe for K drama, like that is one of the more common trope than any trope. I believe love triangles. It's easy to find that. That is like the foundation of a K drama in the early days. Like if you didn't have a love triangle, were you even a K drama? That's man. But they're not. 
sometimes. They're just not. Okay, next question. What K-drama genre slash trope is your favorite? Tiffany said, slice of life. Yes. Naz said, enemies to lovers. Sarai said, fake dating or fake marriage. Girl cross-dresses to save her people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then squash friends to lovers or anything that'll make me cry. Okay, so definitely see the range in this one, which is why I love like this kind of question because you get to see what everybody enjoys, what everybody kind of likes. And I completely... I'm like, this is why K-drama just works for so many people because there's just so much variety. You can get any of these and of multiple, you know, variations. So how do you ever run out of watching things when you have, you know, just kind of this, this load of options? So definitely, this is just making me appreciate K-dramas even more. Um, next question, similar here. What K-drama genre slash trope or trope do you like? but others seem to dislike. So there's a little different variation on the question there. And then Tiffany said, slice of life. <laughs> Completely agree. People either love or hate slice of life. Um, Nas said, cohabitation, rich CEO and poor girl. I I don't know why people, people don't like rich CEO. I feel like people, should, people that's people's favorites. And I think that is such a common one. Very, very common for K-drama. Sarai said, CEO trope and amnesia, LOL. <laughs> CEO trope again. So I guess people dislike CEO trope. I don't, when I think about people disliking genres or tropes in K-drama, I, I don't think people, I, I feel like people are fibbing. I think they're like, they say, they think they're supposed to dislike it, but they really secretly like it. <laughs> Because I, I mean, I know I enjoy good rich CEO. I'm just going to be honest. So I don't know. I think people feel like they should dislike it and that they shouldn't, you know, encourage it. But hey, you know, you get to kicks where you can. So that's, I have to say, I, I love those tropes as well. Amnesia, one of my faves, but I don't see very often. So I feel like that's a, another thing. I don't feel like I see amnesia very often in K-drama, but I want to, I want to. And Squash says, the sad dramas, sad, sad, sad. So yes, expected from Squash and the complete opposite of me. I cannot get through the sad. I really can't unless they trick me and make in, in turn sad. But if I know it's going to be sad from the beginning, I probably am avoiding it most times. Um, next question. What K-drama actor or actress makes you tune in no matter what the K-drama is about? Um, Tiffany says Jung Hae-in and Haiti. Completely understand that one. Um, and like I said, Hae-in, he is proving to be just a gateway actor in general. And Harry, I feel like I like her as an actress, but I feel like I haven't liked that many of her dramas, which is a shame. Yeah, which is a shame. Naz said, Pak So Joon, completely understand and completely agree. Ooh, love me some So Joon. And then Sarai says, Rowan and Park Shin Hey, Rowan. I know, Sarai, you've heard me talk a little not so nice about Rowan, but I still think he's gorgeous to look at. So there's that. And Shinhei, yes, during her peak, during her height, anything she was in, I was there. Anything she was in, I was there. So I completely agree. 
And then Squash also completely agree with this. Lee Jung Suk, I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same. Anything he's in, I will be watching. Will I like it? No, no, not every time. I have definitely some dramas of his I do not enjoy or did not enjoy, but I definitely tuned in. <laughs> Boy, did I tune in. Um, so yes. All right, next question. Do you have a K-drama ritual? How do you best enjoy watching your K-dramas? Oh, this is, a, I like, I, I forgot the questions that I put on the questionnaire and I'm like asking myself, like I'm saying to myself, that is like a question, I'm sorry. Cause this again, it's like, you know, I think there's a lot to the K-drama watching experience besides just, you know, the drama itself. You know, sometimes we make it a, a thing. So Tiffany says, Anytime is a good time, that's right. But I love to make an evening of it with snacks. Uh, yes, see, so relatable. Naz said, I love watching a few episodes of a drama right before bed. Oh, nice day, nice way to wind down your day. Very much so. So Rai says, while having dinner, if it's a new drama, I like buying Korean food for a premiere, but usually while eating or just laying on my couch. <laughs> it's just so cute. And that's right, making it to a party, man. When you 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 have a good one that you're looking forward to watching make it into an event. I love that. And Squash says, I love watching dramas at night. I don't really have a ritual, I think. I do wish I could eat ramen when watching dramas, but I don't need all that extra sodium. <laughs> and said, ooh, and it would be nice to have some soju for every finale of a drama that I watch. Oh, that is, that's a ritual you need to start, Squash. Don't, don't just wish it, start it. Maybe not the ramen while watching dramas all the time because you're right, sodium, but definitely soju for every finale. I love that. I love, I might have to steal that one. I might have to steal that one. So, so cool. Oh, see, I love this. I love this. Okay, next question. Why do you watch K-dramas? Oh, we're, getting, we're getting to the heart of it right here. Tiffany said, to escape real life, to listen to the beautiful language, see Korea, and look at beautiful people. <laughs> oh. Naz says, I love K-dramas because of the amazing writing and acting, the format of one season, there's something for everyone, and the fact that they are clean. Ah, that's something I wasn't expecting people to say, but yes, they are quite clean. <laughs> they really are. And then Sarai says, there's always something for everyone and every mood, whether top quality art or just something cheesy and fun. I've had my healing moments and epiphanies through some. Oh, guys, guys. <laughs> and Squash said, mostly because the entire story is covered in just one season. <laughs> Similar to what Nas was saying, but then also she said, although that seems to be changing, and she said, shaking my head. <laughs> and we know it does seem to be an effect of the Western, you know, the Western culture on K-dramas for sure. And I'm hoping it doesn't, I hope it like runs its course. I hope they realize that, yeah, this is not working and we kind of get do away with it. But it definitely does seem to be definitely changing. Um, but yes, oh, such a beautiful way to answer that question. So I'm, guys, guys, guys guys that was such a 
why do you watch K-dramas? That's right. That is why. That is why. So next, we're getting close to the end, guys. So here we go. Not to be mean or messy, <laughs> but what K-drama actor or actress do you think is overrated? Okay, okay. Here we go. Tiffany says, oh, my heart. Pac Min Young. She's not expressive enough for me. <laughs> no, I think that's kind of changed over the years, I'm gonna be honest. Younger Min Young was definitely much more expressive. Um, I'm not gonna say anything to like explain why I think that it's changed, but it definitely would say younger Min Young was amazing. It's amazing. It really was amazing. So I, that hurts my heart, but I can, I can see that. I can see that. Um, Naz says, even ho, <laughs> no, she said, I haven't seen a drama I've loved of his yet, but this could change. Oh my gosh. No, not even ho, not me, not even ho. No, 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 no. Okay. So Rai says, Jin Jihyana, love her, but hasn't impressed me much as an actress. I love her too, but I absolutely can see why you said that when you said it hasn't impressed me much as an actress. I compl- oh my goodness, I kind of see that. I was going to say immediately, like, what do you mean? She's amazing. But yeah, when you really think about it, I mean, maybe there was a film or two that I think she did pretty amazing in. But I will say, I feel like she does get, she got typecasted a lot. I feel like she played a similar character in a lot of dramas, if that makes sense. So then after a point, you're like, well, you're not doing much. There's not enough range. So I could completely see that. I actually can see that. Man, oh, Jihyun. All right, and Squash here okay this is a little different guys so squash actually sent me a voice message with her answer for this one and i'm going to insert it here right now what actor or actress is overrated i tried to pick two but i'm gonna pick one an actor and this may shock you because i'm shocked but i don't feel that way anymore though but even her everybody was hyping him up and i'm like man and then i saw um king eternal monarch and i was just like um this is this is who y'all been you know drooling over i was like i guess i guess so i was kind of you know i kind of had my nose turned up with him (laughs) kind of had my nose turned up but seeing him in pachinko completely changed my view in my opinion he is that dude he just needs to get meteor like scripts so yeah so that is my actor whom i thought was overrated okay so that was squash's response and Similar to Naz, Eamon Ho didn't do it, wasn't doing it for her, um, but it did change. So again, it could change. I think it totally can change. Like Min Ho, you got to give him a chance. I, I, I adore Min Ho. I'm not going to lie. I One of my favorite dramas of all time he stars in. So that is that I have a hard time saying I don't love him. I have a hard time saying it. But I can also see where his acting isn't, the range is, is, is a little 
Well, no, back in the day, he used to, he used to pick up a lot of different things. So I don't want to say that. So actually, I, I just hope that changes for you, Naz. I really do. I really do. Okay, next question. And again, like I said, we're moving along. We're getting close to the end here. Where do you watch your K-dramas? Simple as that. And most, it looks like across the board, it's Vicky and Netflix. And then Sarai says here, Disney Plus with using ExpressVPN. And quick shameless plug, if you want to as well watch K-dramas on Disney Plus, you can totally use ExpressVPN. And I have a um, code for you to use if you would like to get kind of a deal with ExpressVPN, you can find that linked in my bio on Instagram, or you can find it in the description of the um, podcast episodes that I've been posting for the last, you know, <laughs> couple months um, on Spotify or anywhere you listen. So yeah, definitely, definitely um, looks like Netflix, Vicky and Disney have been come the kind of top runners of where to watch your K-dramas. Um, and then I just asked a simple question of what year did you start watching K-dramas? And it looks like Tiffany started in 2018. Naz was 2020. So Rai was 2008 slash 2009. And Squash was 2019. So very nice range there. Um, one of my most you know, simple questions because I always want to see like how long have some how has someone been really, you know, in this life? Because <laughs> I feel like there's like you can go through waves after you've been in a, in a for a while. So it's cool to see people still being around um, after a couple years. You know, a couple years um, for a surprise. Been a lot more than a couple, but I definitely definitely like to see the range there. And then next question. Oh, love this what k-drama cliche scene is your favorite and tiffany said summing it up she said anything from crash landing on you oh crash landing on you had tons of them in there and that's what i meant by i think it is a great representative k-drama where it shows you all those kind of cliche k-drama moments but it still is fun and interesting and cute and all the chemistry is there and it's, it's lovely to look at and so definitely crash landing on you can completely concur with that. Naz said, umbrella scenes get me every time. Oh my goodness. I don't even think about umbrella scenes because for me, when I think about the rain and I'm just like, for, I would never, I'm like, get, get out of the rain. <laughs> no cute moments in the rain. No sweet moments in the rain. You can, you can get sick. It's cold. You're wet. I don't, I, I always get kind of just like, Ugh. but when you think about the umbrella scenes, you know, it's them not just standing in the rain. That's a good point. Umbrella scenes are sweet. They are sweet. Okay. I, okay. Okay. I didn't even, I was like, I, I think about rain when I think of umbrella scenes. And so it makes me think about the rain scenes that I don't like, but technically umbrella scenes are really sweet. Um, Sarai says, any cliche scene in the airs? Really? Okay, which the airs is full of them, as we know. But I'm thinking of like one of the very cliche scenes. Um, which, what's one? When he um, ruffles her hair after he takes her ponytail 
hold her off and he like rubs her hair that was cute that was a cliche scene a little messy hair thing just messing with her okay anyway sorry i just like oh, flashing back man flashing back um and squash says rain and i just said how i don't like the rain <laughs> ones and then back hug scenes i love back hug scenes oh i love them i love them oh i love back hug scenes completely agree with that one but rain and me i don't know what it is about me and rain i just am like i'm too busy thinking about myself and how i would feel in the rain but you know that's a personal problem obviously <laughs> all right next question almost to the end here guys how many k-dramas can you watch at once how many is your limit Tiffany said three, two on the weekend, one during the week. Love that kind of schedule. Naz said, the most I've done is four ongoing dramas and it was too much. One ongoing drama, max two, and maybe one to binge in between is my sweet spot, LOL. <laughs> that is actually very well thought out and I completely understand it. I love the, that you you know made the difference between ongoing versus things that you wanted to binge. I think that that's a great point because I have fell into the trap of I don't leave any room for any of my kind of you know binge dramas or things that I want to go back and watch or things I want to rewatch. I haven't left space for because I'm watching too many ongoing dramas but it's nice to kind of have that balance so I'm glad you kind of did you know pointed that out that you you do that and Sarai says maybe five yikes <laughs> maybe five yikes that sums up things yikes <laughs> yikes and then squash says four is my new limit okay got it i don't even want to tell you guys what my limit is because you guys are gonna be like really really is it really that but it is i'm gonna spoil it my limit it's 10. <laughs> yes it sounds made up it sounds crazy but i think i can comfortably not comfortably i can sort of comfortably keep up with 10 and that is ongoing and um and um binge I think ongoing binge if I'm watching something that I'm kind of binging that's already completed a few of those and then the rest ongoing I know it sounds weird but I can get I can I can juggle 10 do I do that often no usually it's realistically six seven but not but you know it has gone up to 10 and I think that's my max I can't do more than 10 I can't do more than 10 anymore I've tried it and it didn't go well it didn't go well it didn't go well but yeah not about me not about me um next question what k-drama means the most to you and no one better say anything bad about it mm, i love this question because i have very strong opinions about my drama like that so tiffany said one spring night in all caps one spring night sums it up for tiffany nas says goblin oh, i told you goblin i do have some things to say about goblin that may sound bad but it's but I will say this about Goblin. Goblin is one of the dramas for me that I wish I could experience watching for the first time again. That's not many dramas for me, but Goblin is definitely one of them. Yeah. I, if that gives you my feelings on Goblin, that, that, that's, that should sum it up, my feelings on Goblin. So Rai says, it's okay to not be okay. Again, I've already said a couple bad things about that trauma in this episode, so forgive me, Sarai, for that. But I do want to give it another chance. I think I need to go back and rewatch it. Um, I mean, I didn't say anything bad about it. That's not true. But I did say that it wasn't 
it didn't I think I didn't connect with it as much as I probably could have had I been in the right headspace when I was watching it so I think I want to give it another try I want to give it another try and then Squatch says the smell has left your eyes I Squatch and I have talked about that drama and all I, all I can think about that drama is the ending so I have a hard time even talking about it um, because I'm like I what about the ending though <laughs> what about the ending what about the ending was that not was that bad or was that bad okay but no no I definitely understand the smell has left your eyes they were such a beautiful couple oh my goodness weren't they beautiful together in Google and something oh my goodness they were so beautiful together okay and then what k-drama do you regret watching um <laughs> i'm trying to get a little messy here tiffany said mysteries of alabahara i don't even know if i said that right but she said such a letdown i didn't even finish it i'm so the fact that you made it through it, I'm proud of you, but I did not. I couldn't even finish it. I couldn't even finish it. Naz said, both love alarms. <laughs> love alarms return to this. Yes, we've talked about love, alar- love alarms, um, the love alarms earlier. Completely agree. And she said, I can't get that time back. And then also, nevertheless. <laughs> We are throwing some drops under the bus, but I agree. I completely agree with both of those statements. But love alarm and nevertheless, I mm, let's not talk about nevertheless. So Rye says love from another star and producers. <laughs> really, really, I really, really liked love from the star, love from another star. I really, really liked that drama. And I think I liked it because I thought it was funny. I laughed a lot in it. I thought it was funny. But producers, I yeah, I agree. I did not like it by the end of it. I don't regret watching it, but I I didn't I did not enjoy it by the by the end of it. I have to do I have to agree. And wait a second. Wait a second. I'm seeing a common theme here. So Hyun, Kim So Hyun, do you have a problem with Kim So Hyun? <laughs> well, no, you don't because you liked him and it's okay not to be okay. But but definitely my love from a star or, you know, and the producers. But that makes sense why you watched these because you were, you were, you were checking them. Okay, definitely think, love him though. I do love him. And that's why I think I watched the producers as well. But it was, it could have been better. It could have been better. It definitely could have been better. And Squash said, doom at your service. <laughs> Squash has a personal vendetta against the last few dramas that So Inguk has, has, has done, obviously. I did not watch Doom at your service because of the sad premise or sad setup, so I did not. But I feel like I was spared. It sounds like I was spared. <laughs> Um, And then, what K-drama do you still want to watch but haven't for one reason or another? I think this is a good question because I feel like we all have those dramas where it's like, I want to watch it, but I have time. I don't know why, but I don't don't know why I haven't watched it yet, but I I haven't watched it. So, um, Tiffany said, Itaewon class. She said, I keep getting distracted. Okay, okay, I can understand. Naz said, I have a never-ending watch list, but one I really want to get to soon is Flower of Evil. I've actually never watched Flower of Evil, and I want to watch it as well it's also on my watch list and i don't know why i haven't watched it but i want to so flower of evil we need to watch that together now so we need to watch that together um so rye says 
my mister and mr sunshine she said i don't want to get depressed but i love iu and kim tady my mister oh my my mister it is it does not depress you i know it sounds weird because it's such a depressing story but it doesn't depress you and it really doesn't i definitely say give it a start give it a start it is to me why you know that writer you know i it has a special place in my heart especially now after my liberation notes so i highly would recommend it still even though it is not a happy happy go lucky drama there's something soothing about that drama that if you're having a rough time it actually doesn't exasperate it i feel like it actually helps it helps you through your own rough time so definitely would recommend you get to it when you can um and mr sunshine oh my gosh oh kim terry oh yeah mm. let's not even kim terry kim terry that's it that's all i got to say <laughs> that's it just kim terry all right and then squash we've talked about this and you know my thoughts on it but she said coffee prince um <sighs> we're not gonna talk about it we're not gonna talk about it but coffee prince coffee prince um <laughs> next question which k-drama couple is your number one couple of all time tiffany said benjin benjin if you know benjin then you know benjin and then Nas says captain re and sadie again if you know you know, congratulations to them. <laughs> and Sarai said, Even Ho and Park Shin Hey. So I'm assuming um, the heirs, right? Yeah, theirs. Okay. Oh, really? Okay, we're going to talk about that. I want to talk about that because, and I'm only saying that because in the and from the heirs, my heirs experience, I had really bad psychomelia syndrome. Um, so uh, with Wubin, um, and I couldn't even. I couldn't even see past my second Bell syndrome to really connect with their characters and their relationship by the end of the drama. It was so bad. Second Bell Lee syndrome with the heirs was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, but Squash said, the leads from the smell has left your eyes. Yeah, they were be just so beautiful together. Beautiful chemistry. Beautiful, beautiful chemistry. And then what's your favorite K-drama couple that didn't happen, but should have, okay? Tiffany said, uh, 2521, that's all she wrote, 2521. And if you know, then you know. Nas says, Nahido and Becky Jin, who are our leads from 2521. And yes, if you, spoiler alert, if you have not watched 2521, Hido and Yi do not end up together in the end. Um, and a lot of people had things to say about it. <laughs> a lot of people had things to say about it. I, me included. Check out my episode, my final impressions, because I think I said a lot about it. Um, so Rai says, true beauty. Oh, yes, Juke Young and Sojun. Yes, I had really bad second Melody syndrome. You made, okay, you made up for it with true beauty. Yes, I completely agree, completely agree. They were so and I just love Sojun. I loved him. Oh, I loved him. Um, and then she said also Snowdrop Couple. And again, reason why I didn't watch Snowdrop, unfortunately. And then Squatch said the lead from Kill It. I didn't finish Kill It. it I did not. I started it and didn't get, I got, I didn't get too far with it. So 
And now I feel like I'm not going to go back to it now that I know they did not happen. But I also understood why they couldn't happen. That drama didn't set up for a romance really to happen. But yeah, they would have been cute together. That's for sure. They definitely look good. Those two, those two, Ki Young and Nana, their faces, man, their face cards never declines. Oh my goodness. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous faces on screen. I'm telling you, I can't look away when they're on the screen, but the but kill it, I did end up dropping, but still beautiful, beautiful to look at. Um, and then next, what K-drama do you rewatch all the time if your schedule allows it? Tiffany said, business proposal. Really? Business proposal. Okay, so that's a new one. And it seems like Business Proposal kind of really made an impact on you. Now you rewatch it all the time. Okay, cool. Nat says, I have never actually fully rewatched a drama, but dramas I would rewatch fully if I had the time would be My Secret Romance and Romance is a bonus book. Okay, I completely understand that. Uh, and My Secret Romance is your your kind of guilty pleasure, right? <laughs> but you, we all have them. Oh, we have them. Oh, I have them. Oh, I have them. Um, so Rice, Extraordinary You. Yes, I would also love to rewatch Extraordinary You. I haven't gotten a chance to rewatch it after it saved me in K-dramas since it saved me in K-dramas. So I have to find the time to schedule it. I have to schedule it. Yes. Squash says, I hear your voice, but I had to stop rewatching it. <laughs> so it looks like Squash was rewatching it all the time and then had to stop rewatching it because that's all that Squash was rewatching. So got it. Um, but I hear your voice. It's, it's lovely. I mean, it's so dramatic. So it's such a good one. If you want to get lost in a, a story again, I think it is a good one to do that with. And then what final question? I promise you, I promise you, this is the final question. What K-drama would you recommend for Lola to watch? And I, you know, I'm like I said, this episode itself me just going through the questions so far have inspired me to pick up some dramas again try some ones again rewatch some ones I kind of have forgotten about so I love that I did this because now I have tons more to add to my watch list <laughs> but Tiffany um, recommends for me One Spring Night I have watched One Spring Night but I think I need to do a rewatch I think that is the one that I'm going to put on a rewatch Naz has said if you haven't already watched I I highly recommend Reflection of You. Reflection of You. I have not watched Reflection of You and I let it come and go. I didn't even think of it. I mean, which is sad because I really love Go Hyung Jung, the actress Go Hyung Jung. I think she's amazing. She was one of my early, like back in the day actors, like early 2000s, like 2006, 2007. So I, I, yeah, I don't know why I completely let that go under the radar. But now that you're telling me this, I think I'm going to check it out. So a reflection of you. I'm going to put it on my list. And you said, also, if you wish upon me was the hidden gem of the year. Now, I know I would love hitting, I would love if you wish upon me if it wasn't the premise that it was. Because everyone in it, my lead, those leads are leads. If you know, you know. I love those two. And I was excited to see them in a drama together. But I can't. I can't handle. <laughs> I 
cannot handle the setup of that drama. I can't. I, I, I really would love to watch it, but I just know. I mean, maybe through after through some more therapy, maybe we can be able to come back to that one. But I can't. Um, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I know I can't, unfortunately. Um, but I definitely would love, love to see those two in something together. Sorry, but definitely reflection on you. I will be giving it a try. And then Sarai said, Snowdrop. She said, I cried myself to sleep. So that is enough reason for me not to watch it, Sarai. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Snowdrop, I can't do. Because um, I had the spoiler. I got the spoiler. I, if I hadn't got spoiled, I think I eventually would have gotten. Oh. But now I'm like, I don't know if I'll be able to go back and sit through it knowing how it ends. I don't think I'll be able to do it. Um, and then Squash says, Just Between Lovers. As you know, I have not watched Just Between Lovers. I started it. have not have not gone back to it to finish it. But again, it's a sad one for me. It's a little sad. And so as you can see, all you guys' recommendations for me are like, I'm going to struggle. I will struggle. But I get that's why you recommend them to me because they're the ones I haven't seen. <laughs> they're the ones I haven't seen. So that makes sense. But definitely, definitely um, appreciate these recommendations. I, I've i gotten some recs without even you guys listing them in this rec question for the rec question. I have tons that I need to go back to rewatch and and give a second chance. You guys have convinced me. I will do it. I promise you. And I will shout you out and let you know um, any of my thoughts once I go back to them. Okay. So that's it, guys. That's all of the responses. Oh my goodness, guys. That was a long episode. Sorry. But I, I knew it was going to be a little long. That's why I owned before um, listeners was the perfect amount of people. Um, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the featured, um, listeners, um, Tiffany, Naz and Sarai and Squash. I will link their socials and the IG post that accompanies this episode. So please, please go chat with them and let them know Lola sent you, or we can start a conversation to discuss further their responses and opinions of K-dramas and their experiences of watching K-dramas in the comments over on Instagram with this post um so don't forget to go follow lola pops off about k dramas on instagram that is the plug there the shameless go follow me on instagram so we can get chatting um, and, and talking over there but thank you thank you so much you guys i am so appreciative to those who responded and I, again i want to do more of these in the future so that you can be um uh, you know, featured guest, basically guests on my, on my, um, podcast. And I hope this leads to down the road, more collaborations with you guys, my listeners. Um, so in the future, maybe this can translate into actually being a guest, um, where I can interview you and talk a little bit more, um, in detail about your experience in K-Drama land. And so we can really have a conversation. So that is my real hope and real goal, goal for this to lead into, I think I wanted to test the waters with this kind of um, format to see if there would be any responses because I was really nervous I wouldn't get any responses. So I wanted to test the format to see if I would get any responses. And if I did, that would kind of give me some hope that in the future, if I put this call out again, but for actual guests for me to interview, 
I, I, I would hope that I have the same kind of amount of um, support and response as I had with this episode. So thank you again, Tiffany, Naz, Sarai, and Squash. You all have made this episode so much fun and so enjoyable for me. And I'm so appreciative that you could be um, featured on an episode. And I hope in the future we can do some more collaboration of some variety in some way. Um, And again, you don't have to be an actual speaker on the podcast, but in any kind of way, I would love to continue our conversation about K-drama and other spaces. And I just appreciate you. I thank you for being a listener, but I also thank you for being someone that I can actually hear from and talk to and converse with about K-drama. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That is all for this episode. Thank you everyone for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off.